friends, Sam and Redneck here. I'm riding around in my pickup truck. Kevin's podcast show has done put me up a PA system where I can go around all over the place and just tell people what's going on. Hey, folks, listen to Kevin's podcast show. It's about to start. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Kevin's Podcast Show. My name is Kevin Marshall, I am your host of Kevin's Podcast Show. I just want to welcome everybody, thank everybody for listening and supporting the show to my tens and tens of listeners out there, soon to be dozens and dozens of listeners, thanks to the support of a lot of uh, long-time listeners. I'm talking to you, Andy. Uh, y'all been spreading a show around, and I really appreciate that. Share this with your friends. It's easy to do. It's on Anchor Podcast, which is a free app. I preach that every episode, but, you know, hey, free's good. Free's good, folks. And so get the Anchor Podcast. You can start your own podcast about underwater basket weaving or maybe what you think about President Obama's terms in office. I don't know. It's up to you. Just like this is up to me. And if you start a podcast, I'll listen to you, you listen to me, and that's the way that works. This is episode number 10. We're going to jump right into it. Uh, first things first, we're going to do CNN, CNN versus Fox News. All right, we're going to start with Fox News for no particular reason. The number one issue for Fox News on their news app, what they've determined is the number one story is... Panthers Eric Reed blast Eagles Malcolm Jenkins over anthem protest. Two NFL players who have protested during the national anthem and seemed to be at each other's corners nearly came to blows Sunday after their game with each other. Carolina Panthers defensive back Eric Reed and former teammate, uh, he is a former teammate of Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick confronted Philadelphia Eagles player Michael Malcolm Jenkins on the field near the Eagles logo before the games. The exchange got heated and both players had to be separated. I don't know how this is the top news story, but evidently it is, according to Fox. The bad blood between the two stems from the Reed splitting from Jenkins, the Players Coalition, after the organization sought to have the protest during the National Anthem stopped if the NFL made donations to causes the group supports. Jenkins Group and the NFL agreed to a deal in which the league would donate about $90 million to organizations supported by players. Reed also wasn't happy Kaepernick was excluded from the meetings on the issue. Well, that's not a number one story, but according to Fox, it is. So, there you go. You know what? I'm so over this bullshit with Kaepernick and and all that kneeling bullshit. It's gotten to the point now where... The story is the kneeling. The story is not what they want it to be. They want it to be about Black Lives Matter and police officers shooting black folks, which doesn't happen, by the way. If you do the math, uh, it doesn't bear out to what they say that it is. And so even if their narrative were true, even if the narrative were true that there were just this horde of racist white cops out there killing black people all willy-nilly, bang-bang, pow-pow, shooting up black folks hither and thither, even if that were the narrative, and even if that were true, and it's not, but even if it were, all the attention that they're wanting to draw to this 
is lost because of this bullshit right here, where they can't even get along with each other. And the story is about whether to kneel or not to kneel now. It's not about Black Lives Matter anymore. So, I think that's, uh, I think it's time to move on, folks. Hashtag move on. That's what I'm saying. The number two story for Fox News is an opinion piece. Like I said, full of opinions in this uh, news. I'm using air quotes here. I know you can't see me, but I'm using air quotes in this news era we have. But the opinion piece is, count on Hillary to run in 2020. Really? Really, the thick ankle dog face is going to really run in 2020? She got her ass shellacked. She got beat so badly. Wasn't even funny. And the only support that's gonna that she's going to get is on the coast. And everywhere in the heartland is still going to vote Trump because they all got tax breaks. I got tax breaks. You got tax breaks. If you don't believe me, look at your paycheck. You got a tax break. The economy's booming. Unemployment's at record lows for everybody. For everybody out there, the economy is great. North Korea, you know, free trade agreements with Canada and Mexico. We got rid of NAFTA. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Come on, man. And she's really going to run? Okay. All right, here's the piece. I'll just read a couple paragraphs here. This is beyond odd, but here goes. I rise to defend Hillary Clinton. What? She is under attack, and this time, the long knives are wielded by members of her own clan. Really? No kidding. Suddenly, after two years of indulging Clinton's blame games and pity parties, lefty pundits say she's talking too much. She's stuck in the pants. She has had her chance, and she blew it. Vanity Fair declares that she still hasn't learned the lessons of hashtag me too and is furious that Clinton said her husband's Oval Office dalliance with Monica Lewinsky was not an abuse of power because the 22-year-old intern was, quote, an adult, which was bullshit. You know, he is the president and he was wielding power over Monica Lewinsky, no matter how you put it. But anyway, Politico flatly declared Clinton a quote-unquote problem who won't go away and fretted that Democrats don't know what to do about her. Well, there you go. Who have you got left after you get Hillary in there? If you don't run with Hillary, if you don't go toe-to-toe with Hillary with Hillary with Trump, who who do you have on the Democrat side? You've got Bernie Sanders. Come on, dude. Bernie is a progressive. He's a socialist. He's not going to win. Everybody knows it. So... Then you got Cory Booker, who's got his own Me Too problems, and don't think that's not going to get brought up. You got Kamala Harris, who can't decide what she's going to do, in or out, in or out. Elizabeth uh, Warren, because, you know, she is the uh, Native American in the thing. And you've got a couple other people in there that's not really big right now, but they will be. So, and then, always... There's Joe Biden. Smiling Joe. Oh, smiling Joe. You know, everybody says he's a nice guy, but I don't want him as my president. I just don't. So, there's that. So, like I said, number two story on Fox News app is an opinion piece, of course. Number three. Oh, Lord, the Hondalarians are coming. The Hondalarians are coming. The Hondalarians are coming. One if by sea, two if by land. 
Holy shit, they're coming by bus and caravan. The secret second migrant caravan. The new group rushes to join the ranks. Deportees vow to return to America. Yeah, fuck y'all's rules. Piss on your border. Piss on your sovereign state. The hell with y'all. We're Hondalerians and we'll do whatever the fuck we want to. Damn it. Which is a bunch of bullshit. I know your country's a shithole country. And when our president calls you out and says that your country's are shithole countries, he gets shit for it for some reason or other, which is bullshit. But anyway, as we reported, I think it was on the last episode of the Kevin's Podcast show, uh, it was about 1,300 people. Well, now... This massive migrant caravan has grown and swelled to the ranks of somewhere around five to 7,000 people, if you can believe that, because, you know, it is the liberal media reporting from down there. So they're on the move again. They've marched their way into, the, into Mexico now, and Mexico, I guess, has decided not to try to turn them back. They, uh, at one point, had blocked the roads and had about 200 uh federales out there with some riot gear and was ready to turn them back and then they just shut it down and let them come on so there's five to seven thousand of them marching this way about 20 miles a day headed this way i hope trump says no because that's not the way to do it if you want to get into this country i'm all for it do it legally and I'll welcome you, because then you will be a taxpayer just like me, and you can do and say whatever shit you want to, just like me. But you're not just like me, you're from freaking Honduras, and you're a Honduran. So go back to your country and fix it, or come back into our country the right way, and don't try to come up across our borders and just say, piss on it, we're going to do what we want to. Okay, so those are three stories from Fox News. Let's switch on over and talk about what's going on on CNN. Okay, CNN is talking about the Saudi Arabian journalist that was killed in the Turkish consulate or whatever it was over there. His name's Khashoggi. Saudi Arabia has just said, yeah, he's dead. No shit. Like we didn't already know. So it's going to be interesting how this all plays out. They said that it happened in a brawl. And it was accidental, and it was unforeseen, and yada, yada, yada. Of course, there's other people that that don't say that. They say that it was planned, and that the crown prince of Saudi Arabia was going to go, was having it done. It was his personal bodyguards that went and did it. You know, a lot of speculation on both sides, really no hard proof, but, I mean, some fishy stories, if nothing else. I just want to say something about Saudi Arabia real quick. If you didn't know this, Arabia is the country, okay? It's actually the country of Arabia. The reason why it's called Saudi Arabia is because the Saudi family are the ones that rule the country. So if I ruled Arabia, it would be Marshall Arabia, which I think is weird. Nobody ever points that out. But anyway, it is a monarchy and we are sucking on their teats because, you know, they have oil. But, you know. All right, let's read this story here. Surveillance footage shows that Saudi body double in Khashoggi's clothes after he was killed, Turkish source says. Hmm. A member of the 15-man team suspected in the death of Jamal Khashoggi dressed up in his clothes and was captured on surveillance cameras around Istanbul on the day the journalist was killed, a senior Turkish official has told CNN. 
The man was seen in Khashoggi's clothing, according to the Turkish case. You already said that. At the city's world-famous Blue Mosque, just hours after the journalist was last seen alive entering the consulate on October the 2nd. The man in the video, identified by the official as Mustafa Al-Madani, was allegedly part of what investigators have said was a hit squad sent to kill the journalist at the Saudi consulate during a scheduled appointment to get papers for his upcoming wedding. Saudi Arabia has presented a shifting narrative of what happened to Khashoggi after weeks of denying involvement in Khashoggi's disappearance. Saudi Arabia said that he was killed in the Istanbul consulate saying his death was a result of a fistfight. Saudi source close to the royal palace later told CNN that the that the Washington Post journalist died in a chokehold on Sunday. Its foreign minister uh, Adele Al Jabir went further describing Khashoggi's death on Fox News as a murder and a tremendous mistake. He also said, "I don't know where the body is." Okay. Well, it's horrible that people who are trying to spread the truth get killed, but. All right, here's another analysis. Number two story on CNN is an analysis. Okay, Donald Trump gets sweet revenge on Ted Cruz today in Texas. On Monday night in Houston, Donald Trump will dunk on Ted Cruz one last time. Trump will travel to Texas to hold a massive get-out-the-vote rally for Cruz in the final days of a closer-than-expected race against Representative Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke, Democrat. For Cruz, the rally is born of necessity. Polling shows him with the mid to upper single digit lead over O'Rourke, but the incumbent badly needs to an energized Republican base in order to ensure victory, and no one rallies the Republican base like President Trump. Ain't that the truth? He's he's very charismatic. I don't care if you like his politics or not, but you gotta admit the man is charismatic. For Trump, it's the latest example of a former political foe and one who he attacked and was attacked by fiercely seeking to make peace with an acknowledgement that, well, standing against him just wasn't worth it. For Senators Rand Paul to Lindsey Graham to Cruz, Trump has watched as his fiercest critics have turned into, at least in the case of Paul and Graham, two of his staunchest allies. That willingness to seek political peace speaks to Trump's total and complete takeover of the Republican Party over the past three years. There is simply no safe political space for Republicans on the wrong side of Trump. Retiring Senator Jeff Flakey, Flake, Flakey, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that, is retiring because he wrote a book questioning Trump's grip on the GOP. Retiring Senator Tennessee Senator Bob Corker, uh, is and at least in part because he took a hit when he stepped out and criticized Trump, tr- some of Trump's controversial comments. Well, there you go. Don't mess with Trump, I guess. Should be the new bumper sticker. And in Florida, this is the third story from CNN, they had a debate uh, between the gubernatorial candidates, DeSantis and Gillum, spar over the over race, Trump and contentious Florida Florida governor debate. Hours after new CNN poll found him trailing by double digits in their race to become the next governor of Florida, Republican Ron DeSantis leapt out of the gates to attack 
Democrat Andrew Gillum in his opening remarks at their first debate. Well, that's what you're supposed to do when you're in the defensive position. DeSantis, uh, or I guess it would be the offensive position. I'm not real sure. It's been a long time for me. I'm not sure about my positions. DeSantis, a former GOP congressman who resigned to focus on this contest, began the CNN debate by calling Gillum a failed mayor and alleging that he was involved in corruption before the Democrat had a turn to speak. Well, was it true? I don't know. Just allege. It's all you got to do in this day and time. Just allege, allege, allege. Allegedly. Allegedly. Anyway, so there's that story there. It's about the gubernatorial race. All right, like we said, not a lot going on between uh, Fox and CNN. There, there still blows my mind. This is 10 episodes. Been doing it every time, and those longtime listeners will know that, uh, you know, their, their stories rarely ever the same. And you would think that the top story would be the top story across all news networks, but it's not that way. Anyway, all right, folks. Coming up next is the Unknown Redneck, and I think, I think that they got a new stove. We're going to see. Hey, friends. It's Unknown Redneck back once again, telling you all we've got some exciting news at Unknown Redneck's house. We've got us a new stove, and Cheryl couldn't be happier. She's been making biscuits, she's been making gravy, she's been making eggs and bacon and all kinds of good stuff, casseroles and baked beans, and Lord have mercy, I done put on two or three pounds, and it's alright, because it's been good, good, honey, I'm telling you what, that stove's a good one, and I want to appreciate everybody sending a dollar or two and helped us out, I want to send a special thanks out to Starla Jean, she sure put in some money down there from the Hardys, and even to old Kurt Angle. That old boy done went down there and got him a job, and he contributed too, cause he was tired of eating them burnt biscuits. But honey, he did it. I did it. She did it. We all did it, cause we, we do love Cheryl now. She's a good mama and a good wife, and we all love her, and we want her to have what's best, and we don't like burnt biscuits. So that worked out pretty well. Next thing is we're gonna do now, I reckon, is we're gonna invite that there Frenchy feller, Frenchy Canadian feller that, uh, Starla Jean's been a sparking around with down to eat some dinner. Now that uh, Cheryl's got used to the stove and knows how to cook on it very well, we're going to invite him over, and I'm going to size him up. And, honey, when I size him up, I'm going to let you know how it comes out. Because if he ain't a good'un, he's going down the road. I done told you that, and I'm telling you again, and I ain't letting it happen on my watch. That just ain't happening. So that's a good thing. That's coming up, I reckon. I reckon Starla Jean likes him very well, and she's not dumb, so I reckon she'll be all right. Now, if that was Kurt Angle bringing some Frenchy girl in here, I'd be worried about it because he ain't the smartest thing I've ever seen. But it's Starla Jean, so it'd probably be all right. But we'll see. We'll see. And speaking of Kurt Angle, he's still down there at that there, uh, video game store, and I'm just going to tell you right now, he's doing really good down there now. They put him out front, because I reckon he knows all about every one of them darn video games, and them devilish things is a-selling like hotcakes, and he's a-doing good. So that's a good thing, and we've got us a good thing going now. We've got Starla Gina working, we got Kurt Angle a-working, we got Starla Gina sparking with this Frenchy feller, we got us a new stove, and Cheryl's a-cooking up things just left and right, and I'm working a little extra down there at the woodworking factory getting me some Christmas money because, honey, I'm going to have to pay these bills whenever they come in. And I still ain't went in that room what they told me to stay out of because if I did, buddy, I'd be in trouble. But I've been staying out of it, I'm sure curious. So I've put my ear up to the wall a couple times and they ain't helped me a dang bit. But anyhow, 
we'll keep you updated on that, and I think uh, we'll see y'all later. And in the meantime, it's the Unknown Redneck, and you know where I am. Well, how about that? Got him a new stove and no more burnt biscuits. I'd like to say congratulations to the Unknown Redneck. That's sure good news. Sure good news. And speaking of good news, how about something great for the Volunteer State? We still don't really have any intro for it, but I promise you, this is episode 10. Like I said, we're going to be off for a couple of weeks having a little medical issue going on there. Nothing serious, but we're going to get that took care of. And whenever we come back, I'm going to try to have some of these intros ready and going. But right now, we're just doing something great in a volunteer state. Dateline, Nashville, Tennessee. The city of Martin, Tennessee will use funding in part from the Delta Regional Authority to build a truck staging area resulting from a manufacturer adding a new product line. The funding will result in 200 new jobs, according to the DRA. The DRA investment is $850,000. The total investment is $10.8 million. The business now has 820 full-time and 300 part-time workers. Road improvements will support the expansion in Martin Industrial Park. This nearly 300 million, three, I'm sorry, this nearly 3 million Delta Regional Authority grant means more good jobs for Tennesseans, better roads and facilities to attract new companies to Tennessee and encourage our existing employers to expand. The DRA is funded uh, next fiscal year in the Energy and Water Appropriations Bill that Senator Lamar Alexander wrote, and he said he looks forward to the DRA continuing its important work. He congratulates Governor Haslam on today's news, which will help many families across our state. That is pretty awesome right there. That is something great in a volunteer state. 200 new jobs coming to Middle Tennessee, and that's pretty awesome. Okay, folks, and our last segment of the day is entertainment news. Stand by. All right. Today's entertainment news is from boxofficemojo.com. Halloween slices up a monster $77.5 million opening. With a staggering $77.5 million debut, Universal in Bloomhouse's Halloween topped the weekend with the second largest October opening weekend of all time. The horror film headed headlined a massive weekend overall that saw the top 12 combined for $160 million, making it the second largest Halloween, I'm sorry, the second largest October weekend ever. As already mentioned, Halloween bowed at $77.5 million in its three-day debut, uh, coming just $3 million shy of the record set by Venom earlier this month. That said, Halloween did deliver the largest October opening day of all time, topping Venom's $32.5 million. The film's opening is also the second largest ever for an R-rated horror, topping the $53.8 million opening for The Nun a month ago behind its $123.4 million debut last summer. The film, which carries a tiny $10 million production budget, features Jamie Lee Curtis in her iconic role of Laura Stroud and beyond landing well with critics, it's in advance of its release, it is equally successful with audiences earning a B-plus in the cinema score, which is strong grade for a horror film. Hey, 
it's a good time to go see movies, folks. Uh, if you want to get scared and this is the time of year to get scared, go see Halloween. That's all I can say about that. All right, that's all there is for this uh, episode of Kevin's Podcast Show, episode number 10. And uh, it's going to be a, maybe a little bit short. It's going to be about 20, 25 minutes, I think. Uh, appreciate you all listening. Once again, I want to say that I thank each and every one of you. I really do. From the bottom of my heart, I really do appreciate you all listening. It means a lot to me. Uh, we're going to try to get some guests in here. I think we may have a bonus episode coming up later this week but if we don't have that bonus episode then we're we're going to be off for a couple weeks and be on the mend but as soon as i get up and about and start doing some things and i'm going to right back to the to the microphone and we'll be doing some more kps for you and um we'll get things started that way but i do want to i do want to say thank you all so much for listening and don't forget that you can get the podcast on itunes you can get it on the uh the iphone podcast app you can get it on spotify you can get it on stitcher you can get it on google play you can you know any of those any anywhere you can find podcasts you can find this podcast so i really appreciate it and if you haven't downloaded anchor go to anchor in your uh, app store download it it's free start your own podcast tell me about it and i'll listen to it you listen to mine and i really appreciate it all right that's all for me thank you all very much god bless you oh yeah and deuces and duck lips it's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own you see them sometimes walking around blindly with dead eyes following orders Not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats?